0: Well, Brandon, what do you know? It's another episode of Doable Discipleship. Um, How are you? feel good. Yeah, feel great, actually. Good. It is a good day. It's sun shining. It is. It's good. It's an afternoon recording today, so it feels, you know, we're a little more awake, a little more Maybe that's a little more vitamin D. Yeah. I I, I think that must be a part of it. Yeah. Um, uh, For those of you who uh, may not know, my name is Jason Wieland. I'm
1: Brandon Robinson.
0: And this is Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as we love to call it
1: the show that helps you grow.
0: And hopefully today's episode is just another in the long line of shows that help you grow. Um as you um hopefully are aware, we um have been walking through the series uh, that we started the year with um on fresh starts on this idea of kind of looking at different areas of your life, of your health and thinking what areas do you just need a fresh start in? Um For 2020, I mean, you can even think of it as, what do I need a fresh start in for this decade? You know, maybe last decade wasn't so hot in some of these areas. Start this decade, start this year off. That's right. Um, with a fresh start in different areas. Now we've talked about, um, your spiritual health, your physical health, your, uh, financial health, relational health, emotional health Mm -hmm. last week, and now we are talking about vocational health. Yeah. Um. Invocational health may kind of seem like an odd choice. I don't know. Um, it's definitely not something that maybe comes to your mind uh, when at the first or at the forefront when you start thinking about different areas of your health. Because you may think, "Oh, vocation—that means job. That means uh, you know." So we're talking about the health of my job. Uh, okay, that's fine. I, 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 it's not something I generally think about. <laughs> well, we're going to challenge that premise yes. today. <laughs> Um because really there is a difference between your job and your vocation. Mm-hmm. Now it could come into play that the job that you have um aligns with your vocation. It could be yeah. that you're but it also could be that they are kind of separate things, right? Mm-hmm. So so we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty of what job and vocation and all this stuff Really means, and you know, just to kind of get the ball rolling a little bit, we can think about it this way: a job is something that you do. A a, a job is kind of, you know, it's um, how you
1: make money. How you make money? It's how you
0: use your hands. It's you know, it's 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 an action thing. It's it's what you do. A vocation takes that theory a little deeper and it comes to this question of of why you do it yeah. it gets to the underlying nature it's kind of um a calling it's it's mm-hmm. a purpose it's a part of god's plan for you it's this idea of of something more than just a job yeah it is a vocation so it, some kind of things to think about this is, is this idea of what what end you are working towards i think when you think about vocation you kind of, you know, you're asking yourself this question. It's not just the what, but it's also the where is it taking you to? Mm-hmm. What end are you working towards? It's kind of an underlying purpose, an overall purpose. It's because uh, you could have a job, but your vocation, your what end are you working towards, um, isn't necessarily in your job description. Mm-hmm. It's thinking about what you're doing in a different way. Totally. Right? Um, So when we talk about vocation, we're kind of thinking holistically. It's kind of a a broader, more complete understanding of this idea of works, if you will. Um, Vocation is is looking at what you are good at. It's looking at what God is doing. And it's kind of looking at what needs must be met. And we're going to get into this yeah. a little bit more later. But we just wanted to kind of set the table, if you will, mm-hmm. for this difference and, you know, kind of build this tension um, between how you're thinking of job versus vocation.
1: Yeah. So let's I think what would be helpful as we get into this conversation, starting with work. And the first thing I want to say is work isn't bad. Work is not bad. Work can be stressful, right? Work can bring joy, but there's it's you could not, do bad at work. You can, do <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can do bad at work. And <laughs> no reviews. Um, but work in its in itself is not bad. And I think there's something in us that we're just—it's innate in us so we're just hardwired to work. We're hardwired to do, um, and it's why it's over seventy percent of lottery winners file for bankruptcy you can't just stop working something happens something in you shifts and you go i i gotta i gotta do something i can't just have all this money in idle time i need to put my hands to something i need to engage with something i need to have purpose um yeah
0: it seems like a kind of a weird idea what do you think that most people probably just wish that they could do nothing you know just be you know yeah you know retire on the more stressful days Have a by the way, happy thirtieth birthday the other day, Brandon. Thanks, Jason. Um, you're not retired yet, so sorry. A long way. (laughs) (laughs) You know, retire at thirty, you get a you know a house on on an island, and you just live out the rest of your days in quote unquote the lap of luxury. Yeah, but that goes pretty much against a lot of what we are wired to do. Right,
1: right, and we're wired to do that because God works, and we're made in God's image, and this goes all the way back to the beginning. Genesis 1 um where it says uh Genesis 128, it says God blessed them and God said to them this is to Adam and Eve he said be fruitful multiply fill the earth and subdue it rule the fish of the sea the birds of the sky and every creature that crawls on the earth and that that can be kind of a confusing verse I think because we don't really use language like rule a lot you know you never hear anyone say like I'm going to rule over my email I'm going to rule over my drive home yeah maybe
0: uh, in like Monarchy
1: circles that right. use the word, but not but not, I, not us so much. <laughs> <laughs> We're not using that word. And probably anyone who's listening is not using the word rule. But there's something in it um that ties back into what we do, that ties back into to our work. And what, what God was getting at is he's saying ruling. Part of that is working, and our working is blessed by God. The first part of that verse that says, "God bless them," and then God said to them, "Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth." And it's easy to think when you hear that, "Okay, okay, good. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth." That means having babies, and yes, that is a part of it, but that's not the whole of what God's getting. At. That's not the whole of what God is saying. Really, it's it's a it's a it's it's called the cultural mandate, and in that, it's it's a it's a mandate or calling saying you are called to create culture. That means like society, schools, hospitals, et cetera. All of these things were called to make and to cultivate. Um, then it goes on and says, fill the earth and subdue it. And when you think about subduing again, that's not something I wrestled in high school. Oh, cool. <laughs> fun, fun fact about me. Go. I wrestled in high school and that was a thing. Like our coach would say, like you got to subdue the opponent. <laughs> right. <laughs> But outside of Bring them to your will. (laughs) Break their will. But outside of a wrestling mat, again, that's not a word you usually would hear subdue. But in that word, it's 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 really getting at this idea of all around us, there's raw potential. Yeah. Waiting to be harnessed, waiting to be used. And it's taking the potential that's all around us and it's arranging it in a way that it becomes fruitful and beautiful and useful. So think like an architect in a home or a house. An architect can take a plot of land, can take wood, can take cement and arranges it in such a way that it becomes a house. A family moves in. Now it's a home. Children are brought back home to that. There's meals shared. There's love being in those walls. Um, That's kind of what it's like. Or you have someone who's like a, like a guitar maker. Um, They're taking wood. They're taking melody. They're taking sound. They're taking steel or nylon strings and arranging these things in a way that it can be strummed and played and it's beautiful and it's useful and it's fruitful. This is kind of what, this is what God is getting at when he's saying like, fill the earth and subdue it. It's we're creating culture. um, And we're taking the raw potential around us and we're making it, we're we're working it. We're working the ground. We're cultivating and making it fruitful, beautiful, useful. And notice that it doesn't just say like be fruit, like be diligent, multiply and fill the earth. It's not just like a, uh, hard work is the best work. It's like an efficient, a smart work. But at the heart of it is this is work. Yeah. So in the beginning, God is calling us to, we're, you're going to use your hands. You're going to use your mind. And I'm, I'm asking you to do this. I'm blessing you actually to do this. And this is going to be a blessing to you. So I think it's important before we even get into jobs and work and vocation and do I hate my job? Do I love my job? Mm-hmm. Am I in the right place? Am I in the right state? Am I totally all that? It's important to understand that work isn't bad. That work is actually blessed by God, and God has a pretty big plan or idea around why we're working. Yeah, what yeah. type? That's kind of going back to what you're saying. Like, what end are we working towards?
0: Exactly. Uh, yeah, and it, it, it's 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 so important because we want to have a proper mindset about. Work and really, work is just it's all a part of our relationship with God, it all comes back to how we view ourselves in relation to God. Mm-hmm. So, if we're talking about you know, if work becomes the focus of your life and you are just thinking about how to get more or do better yeah. with work, then Work be is becoming an issue, yeah. and that's not it's becoming an it, idol. it's becoming an idol, and it's not the way that God designed right us to work. God designed us to work in tandem with him, yes, everything is that's it. everything that we do is called is our is is designed for us to be done with God, and you know obviously work is not bad in and of itself, all through scripture, God is telling people to do different things <laughs> to work in different yeah. things, even when you're Older and you know, and in our culture today, you kind of just work for retirement. Mm-hmm. you know, retirement isn't really a thing when it comes to a proper way of looking at vocation or work, yeah, because it, it, it may mean that you stop going to a daily job, but it doesn't mean that your vocation is done because yes. you are just called to a different season of vocation, whether it's 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 being a quote unquote a consultant or an elder or a leader or something, you know, it's it, its using the wisdom and skills, knowledge that you've amassed in that time in a new way.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, God still has purpose for your life.
0: Exactly. It so, doesn't just end. Literally, yeah. I, I hope one of the big things that you're getting out of this in the however long we've been talking so far, 10 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> is that you should n- never think that you are working towards being done working. Yeah work is not it's not a punch card. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking about. It's not about. punishment either. It's not it's not a, it's not punishment. It's not a punch card. It's not it's it's not supposed it's not talking about, you know, you know the grind of it. That's not what we're talking about. Is yeah. we're talking about our function as human beings that God created and why he created us, as you were just talking
1: about. Um, with uh, Genesis 128. Well if you even think like what you were saying what Jesus himself worked. He had three years of public ministry, but before that, he was a carpenter, yeah. a handyman working with his hands for decades. And
0: even his public ministry was work in and of itself. Like, it was right. going and
1: doing his calling. Is yeah, and he out didn't, his even as a carpenter, I'm sure yeah. when Jesus gets to 30 and he starts his public ministry, that wasn't the first time he ever did ministry. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure there's, I'm sure it was yeah. And right. even
1: in the garden before the curse, yeah. and, you know... There like was this. hard
0: work naming all the animals.
1: <laughs> they were still working before <laughs> all before the curse. And yeah. Paul was a tent maker and also was planning churching churches, traveling, being an apostle, um, really all over the Middle East and the the known world at that time. Yeah. All over the place. Totally. And made tents. So let's dive deeper into this idea of evocation.
0: All of us have the same have two of the same vocational callings. You might be able to guess where we're going. Um, the first, obviously, is, is the great commandment, okay? Yeah. So we got, I love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength, if you're looking at the, at the Mark um, version. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang, on these two commandments. So, uh, so what is our vocational calling out of that? Well, it's to love the love God, yeah, and to love your neighbor as yourself. That is something we are all called to do, right? To do it means active. That means work. That means something that you are doing and living out. That yeah. is a a part of our vocational calling.
1: This is the job description.
0: That is a part of our job description, um, and then the second, um is the Great Commission, right? So then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So we have the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are the... If you've never read like the purpose driven church these are are literally the two it's things that the purpose driven church yeah. is based on um it, it's it's the p d model right there <laughs> hmm. um so in in it's, it's essential because these are the two main job descriptions for all believers, yeah so we all have the same vocation when it comes to these i you know uh, these job descriptions as Christians now God has given us other callings, too, as a part of His plan for us. We can be called to do this, or, you know, do that to serve in this way. To be And God has a whole variety of reasons why He puts each of us in unique situations. Yeah. He made us all uniquely for specific reasons, and He puts us in situations with specific people, in specific times and places, for His plan and purpose to be lived out. So, so, so when we think about our vocation, it's thinking of it kind of, of twofold. Yeah. Our vocation as a believer, and, you know... That's
1: good. In that yeah. we have the same vocation
0: yeah. as all of our brothers and sisters in Christ, and our vocation, our, our individual vocation, in which God has designed us uniquely and specifically for. And so a part of this idea of vocational health that we're talking about is in, in asking this question, especially when it comes to this series on fresh starts is just, are you looking at these two types of vocational health and how are you doing in them? How are you doing in your calling as a Christian Yeah, in the vocational, um, a directive that all Christians have with the great commandment and great commission? Is it something that's at the forefront of your life at the forefront of your thought And um, are you living your life largely based off these command, yeah, of of this commandment and commission? And secondly, with your unique vocation, are you doing that in partnership with God? Mm -hmm. Is it something that you have have talked with God about? Have you asked Him about? about what He's designed you for? Have you spent time with Him and in, in asking for discernment and talking yeah. through your different gifts, your talents, you know, your shape, which we've talked about on this show? The way that God uniquely made you, what and and how is it that He wants to use you? Are you open to however He wants to use you? Um, that's another key element of, of vocational health as well, and that might be an area that you need a fresh start into. It,
1: yeah. And I, and I think sometimes we get, it, we get it backwards. We start with like the unique vocation or the unique will of like, God, what yeah. what do you want me to do and where do you want me to do it? And we lose sight of what God has already expressed his will is or this vocation he has for all believers of the great commission and great commandment. And I think if we start there and then move into, okay, now how am I uniquely specifically going to to do this? How am I going to accomplish this? Because we're not all going to do it the same. Yeah, If I was 6'5 and could dunk, I'll probably be doing it well, I would say the Charlotte Hornets because that's my favorite basketball team. But if I wanted to be okay. a good California, I'd say the Lakers or the Clippers. Oh, no, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Clippers. Oof, I'd play for the close. Clippers and I would do the, there we go. <laughs> the Great Commission <laughs> and Great Commandment. But it's the point being that it's, it's important to remember to start there. We know this is what God's called us to do. We know that this is forefront on God's heart. And then we move into how am I going to express this? How am I going to do this? And I I like with the Great Commission too, I think it's good to remember that the last part of that verse is, it says, and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age." This is not something that God just dumps us off somewhere in the world and goes, okay, figure it out. That God is with us as we fulfill the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. We're not just on our own stumbling in the dark, trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to do this? Yeah. There's times where it's like awkward or it feels weird or you're like, I'm not, there's a, there's an unease or you're not sure totally, but God is with us in those moments. And if we feel that it doesn't mean that we're off track. Yeah. Um, That's just, I think it's just a normal part of being human and having feelings and you get a little anxious and you get a little, okay, how do I do this in my job setting currently? Mm -hmm. Um, You have to kind of think through, Use some tact. Uh, but we know this is what God's called us to.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And to go back to what you were saying about, you know, you playing for the Hornets. soon-to-be world champion Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers. Um, it, 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 I've always loved this idea of this, of that... What you do matters, but ultimately what we're talking about is no matter what you were doing, no matter what your job is, is you can be doing it for the glory of God. Yeah. So are you always looking for a way to be glorifying God? Are you always looking for a way to live out the great commandment, you know, the great commission? Are you always looking for a way to... To shine, you know, to be salt and light, yeah, and to point people back to God. Like I think, I think that's something that's so important for the Christian. Mm-hmm. Is we we should never separate our fate, you know, and say, oh, you know, that's for church, and then I have my work life. I think we've talked about this before yeah. when it comes to some other areas of our health, but and that's not to say that. That, you know, you just go telling everybody about Jesus, using your position to tell everybody about Jesus. Right. That might not be the best, you know, that may be frowned upon in your line of work. I don't know. Yeah. But it doesn't mean (laughs) that you can't, you know, live a Christ-like life and and exude, you know, a Christ-likeness to a point that people go man, that person was
1: different. Yeah.
0: Like, what was it about, you know? Yeah. About, you know, I That's want good. some of of that.
1: That's good. And yeah, we're not saying, you know, duct tape a Bible to your forehead and walk into work. But it could be something as simple as, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're definitely not. You should not do that. <laughs> we're definitely saying that you should not be doing that. <laughs> but it could be something simple. You know, you bring in some pastries or donuts into work. Little note, like, hey, I appreciate you guys. Something like that, you know, that just... It gets attention. It's a loving act towards your neighbors in this sense, the people that you're working with, the people that you are in contact with five days a week. Yeah. um, And letting them know that you appreciate them and you're thinking about them.
0: Yeah. Before I forget, uh, we have a a small group series um, called A Lead Like Jesus. And it gets into a lot of this stuff. Mm. It gets into these practical, you know, these. You know, these down-to-earth kind of examples yeah. in what it means to live to lead like Jesus in different scenarios. Um so if you're interested in that, you could check it out um at on saddleback.com slash watch. And there's uh there's two of them up there now, and uh we're still kind of working on some others for the future. Um yeah, so let's get into some closing ideas here.
1: Yeah. So what I like about this, this vocation, like we can, kind of what we already hit on, but we can do these, we can fulfill the great commission, great commandment, working, we can do all this with whatever line of work that we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean pick something that you're not good at and beat your head against the wall and try to make that happen. That's not what I'm saying. But whatever, wherever we find ourselves, whether that's working in IT, whether that's where a stay-at-home mom or dad or You know, whatever bagging at the grocery, whatever we, what, yeah, anything under the sun, we can fulfill this calling. We know what God is asking us and calling us to do. And I think there can be a lot of angst sometimes of like, man, I just feel like I'm missing the boat. Like time is is out too far out ahead of me, and I'm just left behind. I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't really know why I'm doing it. Um, And I wish God was just like, write it in the sky give me yeah. my, mar- my marching orders what do i need to do
0: i know how come he doesn't send a letter just to every person just send a letter yeah even in, in you know an email just uh you know here's your calling <laughs> yeah.
1: that's not uncommon to feel that i mean i think i'll probably say most of us feel that way yeah at some point in our lives or that might be exactly how we feel right now but i think god actually gives us a lot of freedom in deciding these things some of the best advice i've gotten in those moments of do I move? Do I stay? Do I take this job? Do I stay in my current line of work? If I try to move out of this line of work, am I going to be like out of God's will? Am I going to be disobedient? Am I going to jack up the rest of my life trajectory? Mm -hmm. Um, And the answer is, is no. But some of the advice I got was like, think of it like a fence. Like, what do we know God cares about? Well, we just talked about the great commission, great commandment. Like, think of like, that's the fence in the yard. Now, if you go out, think if you're like a kid, you know you have like a sandbox, you have some like a wooded area in your yard, or maybe you have like a swing set. You don't really have to ask permission from your dad. Like, can I play in the swing set? Yeah. Then run back inside the house. Dad, can I go play in the sandbox? Then run back inside the house. Dad, can I go play in the woods in the backyard? (laughs) I think God has given us freedom in going. Hey, the whole yard is mine. Stay within this parameters, these fences, but. Besides that, play in whatever part of the yard you want to play in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that can give us a lot of freedom when we're thinking about, when we're making hard decisions about our future, when we're trying to align ourselves in not just the job, but the vocation, the calling, when we're trying to shift our thinking into that mode, there's a lot of freedom there. Um, And there's a lot of freedom to do and to be. It's just staying within those parameters of if I take this job, if I go here, if I whatever it is, can I still fulfill the Great Commission? Can I still fulfill the Great Commandment? Can I love uh can I love God here? Can I love my neighbors as, my, as myself here? Cause some lines of work, you you're not gonna be loving your neighbors as yourself, yeah. uh or God for that for that matter. So yeah. there there is parameters, but running it kind of thinking of it through like a grid, there's a lot of freedom to make those choices.
0: I got to ask, was this a Derwin illustration, this fence illustration?
1: Uh, he has used this illustration. Okay. It wasn't from him, but yes, he has okay. used this cool. illustration. <laughs> it is a, it's a a good Derwin one. <laughs> cool. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I, I think what you were getting at at the end is, is something we do want to hit on too. Um, if you find yourself kind of in a situation where you're in a line of work that, you know, that is actively going like against you know what God would want or against yeah. God's will or, or you know against against what the Bible teaches or talks about like then it it may be something that you want to consider you know finding something a little different it, it, if your work is asking you to do things that you know are not good
1: unethical yeah
0: unethical or whatever or or putting you in situations that you go something this just isn't right yeah then you know I take some time to truly think about if that's if that's a situation that you should be in, Mm -hmm. and you know it might be something that you need to start to think about or or making some moves into you know getting out of that situation. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, what we want to kind of end with is this idea of what we do matters and how we do it. Matters and why we do it matters, yeah, and who we do it with and for matters. Boom! And a part of a healthy vocational life is thinking these areas through, and it's being intentional, it's being observant, it's being open. Um, it's being available and willing, and it's, um, and it's being um, mindful to what God is doing in these areas. So no matter where you're working, be mindful of the people that you are around, whether it's the people that you are working with or the people that you are serving, your clients or whatever, and, you know, I'll be praying for these people. Um, ask God if he, if he has, if he has a specific relationship there that, that he wants you to build or invest in, or, you know, even something as simple as God, is is there somebody that I, I need to reach out to and just even ask how they're doing? Like, you know, even just something as simple as that, and you can do Mm -hmm. that anywhere that you work. It's also, it's getting to this question of why and and how. It's making sure that you are approaching your work from a biblical way and in doing so in a Christ-like way, as we've talked about, and then getting to that underlying why. It's, um, you know, always bringing it back to what did God make me for and how am I glorifying Him through this? um, just making sure that these are at the, uh, uh, at the forefront. Brandon actually found this great little chart, uh, the other day, uh, with some great questions on discerning how and where to invest vocationally. Brandon, you want to read these?
1: Yeah. So it's a kind of, I think it's a series of five or six questions, but I think it's good for our doable to ask ourselves these questions. Um, and it's for the purpose of aligning ourselves vocationally, like discerning, like how and where do I need, where do I need to invest my life? What do I need to do? So it first starts with like the kingdom perspective of what does, what is God doing in the world? What does God care about? And we kind of got into some of that, like, what is God asking us to do, but praying and asking like, okay, God, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing in my community? What are you doing in my state? What are you, what are you up to? Yeah. Um. And getting that kingdom perspective of what God is what God's doing and then you move to okay so like what are real real world opportunities that are happening right now like what needs must be met what needs can be met in the world in my community wherever in my state mm-hmm. um then it gets to you and it's discovering like what what are you good at and how you do that is you ask yourself okay like what what do i love to do what am i passionate about um or getting feedback from your community. Has anyone told you, hey, when you do this, this seems to go really well, or I think you have a gift here. Has anyone ever said things like that to you? Hey, you're you're a great, I don't know, X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. Um, kind of pooling those things of, yeah, people have told me actually when I do this that I do it pretty well. That's a ding, ding, ding. Yeah. That's a good sign um, of what you're good at. And then also like your abilities, your experience. What are your proven, what's your proven experience? What, what have you, what do you know that you're good at? Um. What are you like? Your proven fruitfulness is another way to put that. I have experience. It's the things that go on a resume. I yeah. have experience in these areas. I've done these things. So what have I done? What are people telling me that I'm good at? And what do I love? What am I passionate about? All those kind of conglomerate into what am I good at? So you take, what am I good at? What needs need to be met in my community or the world? And then what is God doing? And at the intersection of those things, that's going to give you a telltale sign of, hey, I probably need to start digging here. I need to look here. I need to pray more here. I need to see if there's opportunities in this area. And that's going to look different for all of us because we're all good at different things. We live in different communities. Um, But it's asking those questions, we start to get a clearer picture of where we need to invest.
0: Yeah, that's great. And as you may ha- have picked up as Brandon was reading his questions, a lot of them, they do sound pretty similar to shape, what we've talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so a big encouragement um, as we talk about some saddleback ways that you could get um, involved or to take steps in in your vocational health is is to take class 301 if you haven't and go through a shape um, for if you're just starting to listen to the show. A shape is your spiritual gifts, your heart, your abilities, your personality, and your experiences. Mm -hmm. And basically, you combine all these things, you go through a shape profile, and it gives you basically some ministries that the Church has that might be good areas for you to serve in. And and that's another way to think about, too, like how God may have uniquely wired you. Well, He did uniquely wire you, but Mm -hmm. but, um, in different areas... That you may never have considered that that could be good for you to serve in. And I also want to direct you to saddleback.com slash works. This is our workplace ministry, and they have a bunch of great videos and resources um, on how to live a Christ-like life at, at your workplace. They have... Meetings regularly in different tools and stuff like that. So, so check out that site um, too if you want to dive deeper into this idea of of living a, a Christ like life um, in the workplace. Brandon, any other final thoughts? This is the closeout of our Fresh Starts series. Yeah,
1: this has been a good series. I hope that it's been fruitful and beneficial for all you guys listening. Um, that it's blessed you guys. That it's given you insight and good practical ways to kind of see ourselves as, as we take fresh starts, see ourselves as more of like an integrated being that all these things matter and that God cares about all these things in our life. So I've really enjoyed this. This has been good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, Make sure to tune in next week. We're going to be doing a little bit of a different episode next week. We're going to be talking about um, a new format that we're going to be approaching a doable discipleship with for the future. Uh, So we'll talk more about that uh, next week, but don't miss it because it's going to be an important episode. And if you skip it it, and then then tune back in later, you may be thoroughly confused. Yes. Uh, So make sure to listen next week. (laughs) And then we'll talk about the future of doable discipleship. All right. Yeah. Um, friends, it's been a pleasure as always. We really hope that you enjoyed this fresh starts series and we look forward to chatting with you again next Tuesday. Yeah.
1: We'll talk again soon. Yeah.
0: Bye guys.
2: If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit Saddleback.com.